<clears throat> hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to Pineapples in Miami! This is Hunter here, and I'm here with Scott. Scott, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm always good when I'm talking to you, Hunter. How are you doing? Oh, you charmer, you. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this movie we're about to talk about. We're talking about Atomic Blonde, and we, we I believe... It was actually just me and you, I believe, who reviewed the the trailer or the first trailer for it, and we we said, "Hey, this looks this looks awesome." It's uh, from uh, David uh, Le- Leach, who went ahead and did uh, who did John Wick and John Wick Chapter Two. I believe he was actually director on the first one, producer on the second. Yeah, so he was a producer and director on the first John Wick, producer on Chapter Two. He directed Atomic Blonde, and he's directing Deadpool Two. So he's a uh, yeah, so I mean, as far as directing, producing, he's uh, he's doing pretty well for himself. Um, I gotta be honest with you, Scott. This might be <sighs> this might be my biggest disappointment of the summer. To be totally honest with you, I I just I was bummed walking out of the theater. I was like, damn, I wanted to love this, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I I, I didn't love it. Kind of your your quick thoughts on this. Um. Coming into it, definitely high expectations. Yeah. Um, I think what we see in the trailer is... Um, I don't know. I guess it kind of showed more than I was expecting. Um, we could talk about that in a little bit more detail later. But um, just based on the trailer and like the way they put it together, they did a hell of a job. And they... It looked exciting and action-packed, and who doesn't like Charlie's there and just kicking ass and like John's McAvoy, James McAvoy. I was like, this is this is gonna be a killer team here. Um, but yeah, going into it, I would say I had pretty high expectations for sure. Yeah, I just I I really did have big uh, big expectations. I mean, come on, God, just that one lesbian scene. I was like, come on, get that right. But, uh, no, but, uh, let's just kind of jump in here. So, Charlie Stern plays, uh, 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 Lorraine Broughton. I think they only say her name a couple times. They, they don't really throw names out a lot in here. No, but, uh, more code names and, like, yeah. they don't even say people's names in general. Yeah, exactly. But she, uh, but basically she works for MI6. And she's basically ordered, uh, she's supposed to op- uh, work with this guy named uh, David uh, uh, Percival, who, uh, James McAvoy, my, probably my biggest man crush outside of you, Scott. Um, so, yeah, so basically, I- I- I'll be honest with you, too, did this plot just feel like it had, like, 30 different endings and twists and shit? I, I-, I was sitting there watching, I was like, I- it shouldn't be this difficult for me to follow this, and it... I found it really difficult to follow. Yeah, uh, I, 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 w- I would I would agree, but that's like that's kind of how a spy movie is, right? So you've got like this clusterfuck of action and events that happen early on, and then as the movie goes on, it's like you, it becomes more and more clear who is who, what side are they working for, um, like who is uh, this? This movie is about uh, Lorraine, who basically is sent. Uh, undercover to try to discover who this rat is in the organization. Um, so there's like the double agent thing, right? Who's who can you trust? Trust nobody. Um, which I think might have been my biggest gripe on it is the predictability. Now I know that like it, it's kind of a jumbled mess at the beginning, um, 
when you're kind of trying to find out who is who. But I think that they play by a lot of the same scripts and game plans as, like, you know, the Bourne series. Or, um, I, you have a lot of close, close, like, hand to hand combat, which is awesome. I love the the action scenes in this. I love the way that, um, like Lorraine's character is just whooping ass and can just take down at one point. She's like in a room with like on a, on a floor with like 10 other guys and she just takes them out solo. Um, I think the, you know, in general, the, you know, cinematography in this is great as well. It's very noir. Um, in yeah. a way it, that they don't necessarily commit to, like no, it's it's sort of like a half and half, like of Lorraine smoking or like a look or like the hair plays into it. It's definitely like a stylistic movie, so to speak, where you, it's it's set in nineteen eighty uh, nineteen eighty nine, so they've got like like the look and um, the music and the soundtrack. Which I felt like could have been better at parts. Um, so the, the it, soundtrack was was good to me, though. If I can jump in here, uh, I, I thought the biggest complaint, or one of the biggest complaints for me, was the soundtrack. The way that there was no subtlety to it at all. I mean, we talk about something like Guardians and Baby Driver, how the music really elevates that. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie basically beat you over the head with a sledgehammer saying, we're in the 80s, we're in the 80s, right. we're in the 80s. Totally. I'm, like, God, I'm like, God damn it, yes, I get it. And uh, a lot of that has to go on the Kurt uh, Johnstad, who <laughs> his uh, screenwriting credits are not great. Uh, he did 300, which, nah, uh, Yeah, did, yeah, everyone knows you hate 300. He, he, yeah, I do. Uh, he did Act of Valor, which was dog show. I don't remember if you remember that. Remember I didn't that see movie? that one. Uh, I, I just want, I, was that I with John Cena? Was John Cena? No, no, no that uh, Act of Valor. That's the one. I remember where it's like a first person. It's like Call of Duty, but it's with real quote real life soldiers. Remember that one? Okay, yeah, I do. That that yeah. wasn't okay. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't yeah, with we, Gerard Butler, was it? No, we we saw that. We were. What was that one with Gerard Butler? He was playing like the RPG. Uh, ga- ga- gamer. That's why. Gamer. Doing. Thank you. Yeah, um, he was also screenwriter Man of Steel, which again. Eh, and then he was a screenwriter on probably his best movie, uh, 300 Rise of an Empire, <laughs> which Colin notoriously fucking hates. And I actually saw uh, about six months ago, and it's really bad. So uh, not the best screenwriting record for this dude. And I think what really separates this from John Wick, I, I, look, the action in this is very well done. And I think something that really helps with the movie is that you see Charlie Theron, and I've I've pointed this out for years, and people, it seems like people are now just starting to go, oh yeah, that's true. If you have a female character getting beat down, it's like they're, it, it's almost like on Space Ghost Coast of Coast when Zorak would get blasted, like they would cut away and cut back, and he's fine. That happens in every female action. I realize it's a very random reference, but Space Ghost, I love that show. But it's true, though, with female action movies, they get hurt, the next scene they're fine, and she takes a ridiculous amount of damage mm. in this movie her face is fucked up uh, I think the, the the first scene you really see with her is her in a bath and, she, and she's in an ice bath and I went oh god and you just see her just all the bruises and everything it's like damn okay she's 
she's a spy. And quote to, uh, kudos to Charlize Theron. I watched some of her uh, some of her training, and she really took this shit seriously. And uh, of course, Mad Max Fury Road. I I think she's an incredible actress, and was the best thing about that last really derp uh, Fast and Furious movie <laughs> we got earlier this year. Uh, she's really damn. She's fantastic in this. She she really is, and in pretty much everything I see her in, she's really great. Um, I think the biggest problem is that this movie takes so long to get going for me. I felt like it took about f- half hour, almost 45 minutes for me to, to kind of go, oh, uh, it, it's really when the stairwell action scene happens that the movie kind of finally starts to find its footing. I, I think the lesbian scene's right before that, which, you know, is awesome. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> You were waiting for that one. Oh, dude. Oh, absolutely. Like, the thing is, though, I mean, it's maybe a two-minute scene, me, like three minutes tops, and it, it's actually pretty tastefully done. I, I mean... Right, it wasn't it, like they weren't... It wasn't just like a cutaway to them just going at it. Like, there was... It was it was part of the story. Yeah, it's not like they're falling, like, fisting each other. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, which I would have preferred. As much as you would have loved that. I, I I know that's what that's that's what I was waiting for. I was like, God, I got fucking shipped. <laughs> Worth eight fifty my ass, but uh, but honestly though, it's tastefully done. And I did laugh because uh, the girl who plays a uh, Delphine, who's the other agent that she formed a relationship, that's played by that's uh, Sophia uh, Butella, who who was just in the Mummy. And I thought it was good, and it just gave her nothing to goddamn do. She, uh, she was, um, <coughs> oh god, what's her name? Uh, Jaya from a Star Trek Beyond, mm-hmm. the girl with the white face with the, the kind of tribal uh, paint, the one that worked with Simon Pegg a bunch. Yep. Uh, yeah, her. And then she was, of course, she was in the Kingsman. Uh, she was the girl who walked on the like on the knives or whatever. Uh, I think she's a really good actress. I would like to see her in more good shit. And. I thought she was really actually quite good in this. Um, John Goodman is in here, um, continuing his... I love John Goodman. He's on Rampage. <laughs> no, I love I love John Goodman when he's not starring in the thing. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like, um, Which I feel yeah. like is every movie, right? I feel like... What's, what's the last movie that he's starred in? Oh, okay. What? Well, Cloverfield... I guess. Yeah, to, to the quote from kinda. Um, he, he kind of co-starred, really. I guess. Yeah, tr- true, but you know, I, I you know, I don't want to see another King Ralph, you know. <laughs> like, right, but I feel like he—that's his role, though. He's—he's he's the grizzled vet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah especially I, since he grew a beard. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with this thing, and I'm gonna have a beard in every movie that I'm in from now on. He—he he was one of the few things I actually liked. He was actually, I think, the only thing besides Mary Elizabeth Winstead that I liked about the Gambler. I think mm-hmm. he was the one other thing I liked. Well, that definitely was, oh, was wow. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, because it god damn sure wasn't Mark Wahlberg. But uh, and he was in Kong Skull Island. I actually <laughs> liked him in that. I, I like. I, remember how Wahlberg like pretended to be like really smart. <laughs> God, he was like, like that's the only, only like that was so such an unbelievable role for him. Yeah, Mark Mark Wahlberg. Hey, I'm gonna teach you guys about literature. The fuck you are. (laughs) God damn. Turns out I'm the best gambler that ever lived because I'm such a fucking mathematician. It's like God, fucking terrible. Okay, anyways, but um, with that said though, I mean he was really good in this, and then I love uh, Toby Jones who, you know. Of course, was in uh, Captain America. <laughs> Captain Toby Jones is excellent. Was... I was going to bring him up. I feel like he's yeah, such he a great, great, like, not not even villain, but like, yes, villain. 
but like he wasn't even a villain in this just one of those creepy dudes that like just he always like can I don't know he always creeps me out yeah he in was the in the best a, way possible he was in this past season of Sherlock and I loved him on there so yes, he, he, Toby sure. Jones is really wonderful um pretty much in everything he's fucking in uh, uh Zola as well as who I was thinking of I should know that guy should know off the top of my head god bad nerd but yeah i mean this movie's two hours and, and oh yeah i gotta bring up my boy james mcavoy um here's the thing i love james mcavoy and i really liked him in this but if you can't if you are at any way surprised as to what happens with his character you've it's this is maybe your first movie mm. <laughs> you've ever watched because it's not really hard to guess where his character ends up super disappointing and, right yeah yeah uh, i i like, I thought they would have more to do than what they were they in with, you know, in with things. And I went, oh, wow, that's exactly what I thought you wouldn't do because it was so obvious. So, pretty dumb. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the action scenes are really good. There, there's a there's a scene where she uses her pump. It just hits this dude in the face. And then it's the driver and then uses her seatbelt and crashes the car. I went, god damn. I mean, that was great. The, the stairwell scene is fantastic. That's one of my favorite action scenes I've seen probably this year and then the action scene with her uh in her hotel is actually really well done too so there's a there's some stuff to like here and I think Charlie Theron and James McAvoy uh when it's just the two of them together and there's not you know other actors distracting I think their chemistry is really good and I thought Sophia Botella and Charlie Theron's chemistry was really good but this tries to get too cute (laughs) is its biggest problem. John Wick was so straightforward, you know, they killed his dog fuck you, I'm gonna (laughs) just start killing all of you. I mean if they do an Atomic Blonde 2, you know know, her her rabbit gets killed or whatever (laughs) and she's on the warpath. I just thought this was it was okay with some good moments, so kind of wrapping up here for me you know I... (sighs) I don't think I can even get... I, I don't think... Oh, God, I'm really torn on my grade, to be totally honest. I'm sitting here thinking about it. You want me to you give know? you a minute? You want me, you want me to... No, 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 no. I, I, I gotta commit. I gotta commit. Uh, I'm gonna go... A, like, the lowest B-minus I may have ever given on this podcast. Like, <laughs> it, it, like it is so close to C+. But I think that the action scenes warrant seeing it on the big screen. So that's really the only reason I'm gonna give it a B minus, but it's the lowest B minus. I mean, if you can see this at an early matinee or uh, like a Cinemark here, they do five dollar movie Tuesdays. Do that. I, I just it, it's it's good, disappointing, but not great. So, uh, Scott, your final thoughts in your grade, sir? Um, basically, I, I think that it's just a dolled up. A spy movie that you have probably seen before um, and one that's a little more predictable than you're used to seeing these days I feel like I don't know like it it, it didn't really leave a whole lot to the imagination it, the whole thing is set to Lorraine in this debriefing with the CIA and MI6 and she's recounting her story of what happened um, so like I just felt like I had seen a lot of those scenes before, um, and it and, and I know it sounds like I'm about to um, say some bad things about this movie, but I I did enjoy it. Um, I just felt like the plot um, kind of fell off. It was 
very unpredictable. I mean, they make some assertions. We'll try not to get too much into spoilers, but they make some assertions about James McAvoy's character um, and who he's involved with or not involved with. And it, I feel like it's, it was alluded to the entire movie and it ended up being what you thought it was going to be. Um, I just don't like that in a spy thriller. I don't like... I, I feel like um, you at least want to throw a few twists and turns in there, make it make it about... I mean, I feel like the S, like I can watch an, a special victims unit episode and be like, oh, shit, it was the Catholic priest? What? That's crazy. I would never expect that. Um, I know that sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm being <laughs> serious. Like... Um, I don't know. I wanted a little bit more. Um, definitely not out of the action side because it definitely it, it delivered, and I think in the right circumstances it works with this whole kind of um, '80s style noir um, setting because she's a complete badass, and it's hard to avoid that. Um, True. And, and and the way that she can like take out. A room full of armed men um, is pretty awesome. The way they then they they do it in a way where it's not completely unbelievable either. Um, uh, and like you said, she looks beat up through this entire thing. Um, I think the, I, I think the music hit or miss. Um, I like the action, but uh, there's a twist at the end that I feel like they just throw in there at the very yes. very end. I think they they realize how how it played out and you're like no what let's just throw this in there really quick and then people will be like oh shit oh no which i was i was writing kind of my final thoughts as i was um finishing up this movie and i was like wow that was super predictable i can't believe they went with that way and then they kind of did that thing at the end and then um and i was like well you know what i still don't buy it so um but i liked it um so my grade is i gave it a b plus plus okay hey fair enough i charlie's i mean charlie's theron in most most things is awesome i i can't get that can't deny that and james mcavoy is like his his average is better than most so even sure. even in an average performance i wasn't disappointed so yeah b plus fair enough no i like i said i i was just expecting more and i think john wick chapter two being as good as much just loving as much as I do it might be in my top 10 but um loving it as much as I did and this just falling short of it I I, it definitely did hurt the movie because it just wasn't even in the same stratosphere and I and I kind of understood that but I thought that even for the expectations I had you know because it's a girl starring in it but I'm I'm kidding but but I just thought the bar it just didn't even meet the bar I kind of had for it which was high but not unattainable so you know but Anyways, guys, let us know what you thought of Atomic Blonde. Uh, uh, follow us here on SoundCloud at the Real Pineapple Seven Seven Five. Follow us on Podbean at the Real Pineapple, and find us now on iTunes at the Real Pineapple. Uh, give us, go ahead and give us a star rating. Let us know what you're thinking of the show. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow our Bud Colin on Twitter at the Real R E E L O'Neill. You can follow uh, Mr. Scott here on Twitter at Newman the First. 
and guys like us on facebook at the real pineapple uh guys thank you so much for listening we'll have reviews up this weekend for stranger things season one which i know scott's excited about because he loves stranger things uh we'll have a review up as well for the dark tower and review up as well for detroit guys thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you soon peace